Hello and welcome into the brand new podcast remodeled originally this week in baseball, now known as Dodging Through the Ravine. I am your host, Young Stud, as seen on YouTube. Over 300 subs, go check me out. Baseball content is what I am doing over there, and I am now joined today by a special guest, and the special guest is going to be on the podcast pretty much moving forward. Uh, you know, a longtime friend, you know, we go to Dodger games together, big Dodger fans, and so this podcast formerly was a baseball podcast, not going to be a Dodger-only podcast. Doesn't mean we can't talk about other teams, but mainly Dodgers, so let me welcome in Jacob Lopez. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Thank you, thank you. You know, uh, things have been, baseball-wise, things have been pretty shaky. You know, this nothing to do with the podcast, but my Chargers just lost, so, you know, that's that's never good, you know. Fucking coach sucks. But baseball-wise, man, this has been a weird, weird offseason for the Dodgers. It really has been. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, the Chargers is doing what they usually do that's not too shocking but uh the Dodgers yeah I, I am a little bit surprised by their offseason just a little bit but uh we kind of saw this coming I guess uh Andrew Friedman I... has Sorry. been known to be a bit of a cheapskate uh I think people are kind of realizing that at least some of them are but you got a lot of people that also are Andrew Friedman number one fans and I'm not saying that he's been a you know terrible GM but I'm a little skeptical of his offseason thus far, especially with letting star players walk away over the last X number of years. Uh, we've seen it happen far too often. Agreed. No, I definitely agree. You know, you got stars like Justin Turner, who means so much to the city of L.A. You know, MVP, homegrown, Cody Ballinger. I don't know how many fans were just just demolished to see him walk away. Trey Turner, you know, it's the Trey Turner. Trey Turner, I think, is a bit more. It's a bit more like not as close to home because he was only a rental. You know, if long term, Trey Turner wasn't going to stay. He wanted the three hundred million, and that's just something the Dodgers weren't going to give him. Yeah, the Dodgers usually don't give out three hundred million dollar contracts. Uh, you know, I, I mean. It is what it is. Like you see teams with a, a ton of them, like the Padres, you know, having like four $30 million contracts on their team currently. But, exactly. uh, you know, I mean, they have at least a core, but it, it can be detrimental. But if it leads to rings, I don't really care how they age. I mean, for the most part, right? I mean, that's where you play for championships. And so if those guys deliver championships in their prime, it doesn't really matter. But uh, it doesn't. We'll have plenty of time to talk about Andrew Friedman and the Dodgers uh, management moving forward. Today, we are going to talk about the latest trade the Dodgers made last week. And they're off thus far. Just a bit of a recap to catch you guys up as we head to spring training, which is just about a month away now. So uh, baseball is right around the corner. So the Dodgers this week traded for Miguel Rojas. Now, Miguel Rojas came up as a Los Angeles Dodger in his rookie season back in 2014. And 
obviously wasn't a star-studded player, but he was a very reliable player. He always had a gl- he's always had a great glove ever since he came up, and uh, that's really what the Dodgers traded for is his glove because before trading for him, they were going to go in with Gavin Lux at shortstop, and Gavin Lux at shortstop really does scare me. Uh, it's a big cannot... question mark right there. Yeah, it's a very big question mark because Gavin Lux cannot even play second base all that well. Let's just be honest now. But the shift changes, you know, maybe he might be a little better at defense, right? You're not going to be all over the field, but oh, that's to be seen. So they traded for Miguel Rojas in exchange for 24-year-old Jacob Amaya. Not a top 10 prospect, uh, I believe. 24 years old already, uh, not a huge loss in my opinion. I think the Dodgers do win this trade, believe it or not. What are your thoughts on Miguel Rojas? You know, at first I didn't really agree with the trade. You know, I was I was thinking more of control over. So the Marlins, I feel like they won the trade in a way, even though Miguel Rojas was loved by the the city of Miami. You know, he was he's been on that team for most of his career. They just got a shortstop for cheap control for the next five to six years. And what? even though we have a good golden glove right there, does he have a gold glove? Uh, you know what? I don't I, think he does. I have to check that. I have to check that. Regardless of that, though, you know, he he's shown that he's a great infielder. You know, he'll he'll be a mentor to Gavin Lux, most likely Miguel Vargas as well. So it's... Short term wise, I, I it's a positive because I guess you you need someone to to tutor our young guys in. But then this trade also falls into letting Justin Turner walk, because if you're going to trade for an infielder and give up a prospect and you're going to pay him like the 10 million on his contract, what was where was the harm in keeping JT just for him to do that? So it's. I see it more as like a 50 50 trade for the Dodgers. You know, we we got a little. We got a little short-term, pretty much just short-term. That's all I see it as. Just a short-term gain. We're not yeah. going to be re-signing Miguel Rojas. Uh, you know, who, who knows? You know, in two to three years, Jacob Amaya could come up. You know, he could be the next star-studded shortstop. And that will be the Dodgers' downfall because, you know, we've had guys like Corey Seager walk. Uh, Manny Machado, obviously, he walked. But I think he was just more biased to like leave LA you could say more of like and there were definitely fans who liked Manny and I think that maybe if he got enough money he would have stayed but long term wise I don't think he would have been a good fit for the team just in like do parts with Bauer like that was just that's off topic but yeah yeah definitely like a 50-50 trade yeah, I, I think you said it right. I think, like, short-term gain, I think the Dodgers do win it. And then long-term, potentially the Marlins, if Jacob Amaya does make the major leagues and turns into a, a decent player, you know, you know, then the Marlins could win in the long-term. But he is already 24 years old. Not saying he's old. That is old, true. But, uh... Yeah. It is a little old for someone to not have debut. It is a little old, but at the same time, the Dodgers kind of do this with their prospects. They just kind of, like, keep them in the minors for a long time. I think even like Bob Miller's kind of old. I I have to check that, but I know he's up there. I think I like think Cartea is like twenty six, twenty five. Yeah, so some of these guys Cartea are actually kind of old. Has some age uh, on they've him. been in the, the system for a while. 
But, uh, you know, Dodgers get a, you know, a good glove at short, a little stop gap right there. Is he going to play every day? I don't think he's going to play every single day, but you'll see uh, no. Miguel Rojas at shortstop, you know, three to four times a week. And it'll, de- it'll definitely be Miguel Rojas, Lux, and Chris Taylor at the middle infield. Sorry to cut you off like that, but no, I mean, yeah. So you think Gavin Lux will still play short? You think he's still gonna play short? I think they're gonna want him to play short for a few games just to see how he's doing with Rojas's teachings. And then on the days where you say like Gavin Lux has a day off or Rojas has a day off. You can always throw in Chris Taylor at one of those two positions. Yeah, and it also depends where Max Muncy's going to play, uh, third base or second base. Uh, you know, I'm not a big Max Muncy fan at third base. But uh, at this point, I kind of have no choice unless they play Miguel Vargas every single day pretty much. But that's <laughs> to be seen. Yeah, Max Muncy at second base or third base. That's, I mean, uh, uh, no. <laughs> He's got to play somewhere. He ain't going to play DH because... J.D. Yeah, J.D. Martinez is going to be DH. Speaking of J.D. Martinez, Dodgers acquired J.D. Martinez, or should I say signed J.D. Martinez, for one year, $10 million, and Justin Turner went to Boston. So essentially it was like a trade, one for one, eye for an eye. <coughs> They've also signed Noah Syndergaard. What are your thoughts on Noah Syndergaard and J.D. Martinez? Oh, I am, I'm excited about Noah. Thor is, you know, he he's come out and said that he's seen what the Dodgers pitching, specifically what Mark Pryor has done to guys like Tyler Anderson, Andrew Heaney, Tony Gonsolin. You know, he's just he's making these guys who were who, who were unknown, who were pretty much going just, you know, season to season, trying to get arbitrational wise, just whatever they were worth. And now, you know, Andrew Heaney, two years, twenty five million. Tyler Anderson, three years, $40 million. So I think Syndergaard is definitely – he's definitely ready to take on a, a bigger role on this Dodgers team. Yeah, I completely agree. You know, I'm kind of excited to see Noah Syndergaard because as we've seen with Dodger pitchers in the past, guys, you know, who have been kind of unproven track re- records have come into the Dodgers and just been studs, really. And yep. they, they've really been really good, turn into all-stars. So – I think Noah Syndergaard has a good chance here to really prove himself. And he's probably going to walk after this season because that's probably what's going to happen. But, you know, uh, if you could come in this year and get us a, a great 26 starts and, and be healthy for the playoffs, that, that'd be the most we can ask out of Noah Syndergaard. Um, Agreed. But, uh, yeah, man, that's going to wrap up the inaugural episode of dodging through the ravine uh we will do one podcast every single week uh the day is to be d uh it's not gonna be every sunday at least i don't believe it might be but uh we'll talk about that but stay tuned for the next episode of dodging through the ravine your dodger just fix just to throw something fix. in before you end it yeah. real quick my bad i was about to say a couple other pitchers that the dodgers have acquired and i've really turned into star-studded guys you know we got guys like evan phillips and blake trinan these guys were pretty much like Blake Trinan kind of had a name already, but Evan Phillips, you know, we got him and turned him into this, this great closer that he might become. So that's just another example of what Dodgers pitching and Dodgers staff can do to guys. 
Right, Blake Trinan was really good in 2018, and he just fell off a cliff in 2019 before the Dodgers got him in 2020, where he's been really good for the Dodgers. Now he had a terrible last season because he was injured, and he's going to be injured for most of 23. And Evan Phillips, again, a guy they acquired, I believe, from the Cubs, has turned into one of the best relievers in the game, as seen on MLB Top 10 Relievers. So he's going to be a formidable piece going into next season. Daniel Hudson. You know, the Dodgers, uh, as much as I've been disappointed this offseason, they're still going to be a playoff team. And I think they're going to fight it out with the Padres for that NL West crown. Would you Would you agree with that? Uh, the Dodgers, are the Los Angeles Dodgers still a playoff team? You know, I I think with the Padres, it, it's, it's so hard to just... You know, their their offseason, despite it being a little shaky, it hasn't been that bad. You got they also signed Jason Hayward as well. So who knows if he has some type of miraculous comeback, we'll have Jason Hayward on the team. But I could definitely see this Dodgers team getting a wild card spot. Yeah, exactly. Jason Hayward basically swapped Jason Hayward for Cody Ballinger. Another swap that teams did, you know, taking a Dodgers talent and then you know giving us their talent or ex talent. But nonetheless uh, the Dodgers will be in the mix yet again. They're not going to not miss the playoffs or not make the playoffs. They will be in the playoffs. Will they win 111 games? I highly doubt that, but nonetheless, this team no, is going to be no good. Way. And it's going to be an interesting year. So we'll be here to discuss and dive into it week by week. Thank you guys for tuning into the podcast, and I will see you all next time.